Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan today alex i am not going to be the american nightmare i'm going to be the american dream because because uh me and you are fighting now it's it's america versus ireland um even though i'm irish but yeah uh I don't know. I, I was going I, I was going to like quote it and like make a joke about it, but like I, I don't I expelled that promo from my brain um <laughs> as soon as I could. But I, I thought, oh well that'd be funny and it, it, it wasn't funny. So um I'm sorry. That was a that was a missed joke right there. Um I apologize for anybody that, that had to deal with it that is listening right now. Yeah, I, I did not expect us to kick off with uh, Cody Rhodes ending racism. Uh, first Kendall Jenner did it, and now Cody Rhodes has <laughs> ended racism. Uh, she did it with Pepsi. She did it with a can yeah, of Pepsi. Yeah. He he, he did it with words. You know, he did it better because he did it with words. Um, but I do agree that Pepsi probably could end racism if they tried because uh, Pepsi is the best. Um, oh, you're a Pepsi guy? Coke, come on now. No, nah, I love Pepsi. I love Pepsi wow. Max specifically. I, I don't even know That's why. It's, just, it's really nice. I remember I used to rock with Pepsi Max a lot, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't sell that a lot more in, in like around here, but really? let's get into it. Yeah, they don't really yes. sell much. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So you would you wouldn't think we have a lot to talk about um, based on that, but we do. Um, so uh, as most people know, actually to start off, today is uh, the twentieth, and it's actually one year to the day that Arisa Hoshki announced her retirement. Um, it has been a lot. Uh, obviously, I've made no qualms about it. I loved her. Uh, she was one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, it's it's incredible to think that it's a year since you know she she called it a day. Um, yeah, we still we still miss Teresa. You know, all this twelve months later. Yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, like like I was telling Alex before the the podcast, I went on Scott's thing about um Hannah, and we sort of touched on it. That's like. I feel like Hazuki, Hannah, and Arisa are like those three biggest what ifs in professional wrestling for me ever. Like they they fall into a very specific category where it's like all three of them were just like ultra talented, 
ultra amazing at everything that they did inside the ring and outside the ring. And they all, you know, stopped wrestling um, sooner than we had all hoped. And I think Arisa, you know, was, was obviously the greenest, but somehow she never showed it. You know what I mean? She was always like, oh, yeah, the, she's just, like, amazing. And, like, you almost question, it's like, how is this even possible when she has, like, you know, what? But when she came back, she had, like, 50 matches, like, seven mm-hmm. years before that. And she came back, she had, like, you know, 10 matches, and she became, like, the best wrestler on the roster within, you know, her first 10 to 15 matches. Like, that that was, it's insane, really, when you think about it. Um, so those three really were... Uh, this really class of their own in terms of everything. And I re- think Arisa was the most, uh, the most shocking of the three of them. Cause it's like, you, you were just amazed by her, her ability out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. She got wrestling on a level that most people never will. Um, yeah. I've, I've often believed that she would have been one of the biggest women's wrestling names since like the heyday of AJW. I feel like she had that, kind of potential like that was her ceiling she was she just had everything that made that made me think of her alongside some of the greats from AJW um but yeah she didn't she didn't really get to to fulfill that uh potential um which is always the worst part I think it's the most upsetting is when somebody can be the best but they never get to show it um but yeah you know we continue on uh we still miss them dearly you know I, I don't think stardom has is the same without without arisa and obviously without hannah but you know without arisa especially who was just to me anyway was so pivotal so pivotal to my enjoyment of the company you know yeah for sure i i, I get that and i i feel similarly obviously about team moon but i think arisa like just far and away just like sometimes you watch her clips like just gifts of her and it's like jesus christ she just fucking got it like just mm-hmm. in a gift like you just like damn she like it was all so clean and even when it wasn't clean it still looked amazing like even when she would completely miss a move it still somehow was like yeah but she she did it so it looked cool anyway like it, it was so insane how much she just had a grasp on wrestling and um that is really missed and I think into this, like, you know, super match era that Starm Star going into, I think she would have thrived more than possibly anybody um, in this in this sort of uh, in this new meta that Starm has entered. For sure. Yeah, I think she would have uh, she would have benefited from some of this uh, kind of focus now that they give on these big matches. Um, but we should keep going. Um, we mentioned Hannah just there. Uh, obviously, this weekend is a matinee, her uh, memorial show. Um, and they, since we last recorded, it's been announced that uh, Konami, Siri, and Natsupoi will be on the show and that uh, Jungle Kiona will be making an appearance too. Um, obviously, there was some other names. Uh, you know, the, the Sendai girls have been announced and some... some freelance uh fellas but uh obviously for us the main ones are the stardom names um i'm not gonna throw roses at stardom for this i feel like it's the bare minimum to allow her colleagues to attend a memorial show you know what i mean like that should be the expectation um like it's great obviously that they did allow you know these people to miss the show that they're running on the 23rd 
but I think it should never have been a question. Like they should, like it should have been without doubt that the, these people would be at the show um, in some capacity. Um, but you know, it's great that we're going to get it. I think you know, Jungle Kiona was maybe the one that I think hit a lot of people really hard because that was the first Stardom name announced. Uh, obviously, Kyori Yoneyama aside, she's a freelancer. She was one of the first people uh, on the show, but like. Kiona was really the one that I think hit a lot of people because, you know, there was in the aftermath, there was kind of the story that uh, Kiona was with Hannah uh, at the hospital or something like that, and I think a lot of people associate them as best friends, and Kiona was somebody that was there with her till the end, so her being at the show, the memorial show is is fantastic, but um, yeah, I don't think it's something where I'm going to praise Stardom and be like oh yeah, I mean, Stardom are so great like, it's just this is this should have been expected to me. See, to me, I I am way more pessimistic about the sort of thing. So I do find this a bit nice um of them to do because uh I I hate it, but like a company's gonna be a company. And I'm just like I, I didn't expect them to like give a I was expecting them to just like not uh, send anybody other than like maybe Kiona because she wasn't wrestling, you know, because she's injured. I was like, oh well that that's nice. But I, I didn't expect them to send any of their wrestlers, so I, I do sort of give them a certain level of credit. As you said, it's like it, it should have been expected, but I I feel like a company is gonna be a company and if they have money on the table, if they have a, a show contract that they, you know, have signed, they're not gonna, you know <laughs> they're not gonna lose money for uh something that is not profitable to them and that sucks because that's disgusting quite frankly but it's it's just how companies work so i think that it's it is nice that they sent over some of their wrestlers um especially konami because i feel like without konami it would have felt sort of incomplete even though konami's you know an emo goth um person now i i feel like it does really mean a lot that the that tcs is going to be there in that capacity yeah, and I mean, hopefully, uh, she hasn't been announced, and she isn't on the show, but she hasn't been on any shows recently, but hopefully, uh, if she wants to, Rena can be there too. Um, she's kind of up in the air a lot, because uh, she hasn't been on any, on any shows recently, and I don't think she's on any of the ones this weekend. Um, she isn't on the provisional card for Ota Ward either, so, you know. Where, I, where is Stardom on the 23rd? Kofu, I think it is. Oh, is that the Kofu show? Yeah. Okay, because I was gonna say, um, the one of the shows is the uh, is a homecoming show for the the um, Minami sisters. So I would expect if she was gonna be anywhere, she would be there. But considering it's the Kofu show and not the, cho- the to- Tochigi show, I assume that yeah, I'm not sure. Because I was gonna say it's like um, there'd be a reason for her to be at either at both of those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Um, I just, I just don't know what her status is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she isn't, she hasn't been on shows, and she isn't scheduled to be on any. So it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, hopefully, if Rena wants to be at Hannah's show, that she can make it. Uh, circumstances allowing. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, the card for the rescheduled O2 Awards show is up. I don't think this was announced when we recorded last week, but the Tokyo Dream Cinderella show is taking place now on June 12th, uh, the day before Gaiaism. 
uh, at least it's scheduled to. Um, the provisional card is out. Uh, in the opener, it's Julia and Natsupoi against Momoaz and Tam, Nakano, and Mina Shirakawa. Uh, so the uh, the trend of Momo Watanabe singles matches is coming to an end at this show, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, I think um, it's a pretty meaningful tag match, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the less eye-catching Plus, matches. Isn't the trend of, of anybody who has had singles match Like, I, there's only three singles matches on the card. You know, well, I mean, four technically if you count the the final, but there's only six singles wrestlers, you know, on on the card. So other than Shuri, who had the tag match, yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, it's the thing is that this this uh, <laughs> the tournament sort of like interjecting really is messy, um, because the Oda Award show is both stacked and not stacked at all. When you, mm-hmm. like, think about it, because it's like, oh, well, you know, the tournament finals is going to happen. Then it's like, yeah, but, you know, there's no white belt defense. You know, the, the red belt is getting defended. But, you know, the, the Stars versus Oedo time match is happening again. It's like, it's it's uh, it's a very um, high and low show in that way, where it's like, oh, well, like, there's going to be the title match and there's going to be the, the tournament finals. And it's like, yeah, but everything else is like, you know, Cork and like random cork in, in June level of, you know, of notoriety. Um, yeah, so my guess for the stars X is uh, Rin Katakura. I think she makes the most sense uh, with Gaiaism being the next day. I think it's too soon for stars to get another outsider member that is permanent. Um and they might as well use the Marvelous connection. I know some people have mentioned Takumi Roha. Uh, I think if Takumi was to come back that weekend, it would be for Gaiaism. I don't think they let Stardom preempt them there. Uh, although Chigusa does work in weird ways, so who knows? Um, I think the Oedo Tai X is either a returning Saki Kashima or I have it in my head that Jamie Hayter might come back because that just. She kind of makes sense as somebody who would be brought in to, you know, help a way to tie. And I can't really think of anybody that, you know, they has been in the group that could make a comeback, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really know of anybody else who it could be. Because I don't think a way to tie is going to get a permanent new outsider either, because they already have a lot of members. Um, So it would have to be somebody making a comeback to me. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I have two thought processes. Um, actually, no, one of them is a complete shitpost, but imagine if Jungle came back and sided with Oedotai just because fuck everything. That would be, like, funny to me. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> that would be, like, like, what the fuck are we doing anymore? But I would laugh at it. Um, I think Jamie is the right choice. I think Jamie is probably the choice. Um... I, I know I'm a way bigger Jamie fan than you are, but I, I have been a big fan of Jamie Hayter for a while because I, I feel like um, her dynamic worked with the Oedo tie that was like funny and charming and cool. I think it would also work fairly well with the, you know, Oedo tie that aren't those things, even though we wouldn't get the, you know, because, uh, the good Jamie Hater just like does a bunch of cool moves. The bad Jamie Hater gets the worst heat 
out of anybody I've ever seen. So that would kind of suck, but I think Jamie Hayter coming back would be a, a net positive for the company. Um, her versus Sherry could be a money match for the SWA title she never lost. I think that bringing her back, especially without B there, would be probably for the best, um, considering that she seemingly is willing to live there, and she's been wanting to get back to Japan since COVID. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think I would like Jamie to be the ex for Oedotai. As for stars, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any clue. Maybe, like, the thing is that with exes, you never know how important they're going to be. Because you feel like, oh, it has to be like a, a thing. But it could just be Lady C thrown in. Because it's like, oh, we have Lady C now. And it just for no reason. Even though it's pretty clear that Lady C's going to Cosmic Angels. Like, they could literally just do that. And it just be like, oh, okay. Um, Riho is another option. I know people would probably be underwhelmed if it was Riho because uh, I don't know. People are very on and off about Riho all over the world for some reason, even though she's incredible. Um, I'd be cool with Riho. I think Rin is the right an- answer for stars. That's what they should do because um, Rin is great. She can give Gaiaism a bit of a rub. It's like, oh, who's that? Oh, she's wrestling Elder World tomorrow. That's great. Like it, it, it would be a good for everybody. Um, but I don't know if stars loses i don't know if they would want rin to lose that match at that moment you know what i mean um but i don't think stars loses so that that's sort of what what i'm thinking about yeah i think somebody actually floated riho as an idea yesterday and i was very on board with that i think that would be good um because she is in japan that was the last uh report by Meltzer. that's i remember i knew she was in japan anyway because she had posted that picture of herself and i was like that's the super mario world thing and that place in japan so i was like well she's back in japan um and yeah that was recently confirmed so she would be a pretty cool name um but i i, I would think like all the indications do point to rin um or if stardom wants to get a bit a bit spicy then they, i mean they could get mei hojizuki in or uh mio obviously i'm never gonna stop wanting them to get mio um but oh, i think may may is a bit more queen's quest affiliated so i don't think she'd show up and team with stars um but It'll become clear closer to the day. Uh, maybe it will just be somebody boring. Um, but, you know, might as well have a guess. <laughs> yeah, hope for the best. Hope for the most fun answer. Because Oedo Tide versus Stars is not fun anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on its own, it is not fun anymore. No, uh, it's really not. And we might talk about that a bit more later. Who knows? Um, the next match on the Oto Ward card is uh, Utami versus Siri for the World Championship. Uh, this was obviously... Uh, predicted. Uh, the other matches then is uh, Micah versus Unagi Sayaka in the semi-finals of the Cinderella tournament, and Sayaka Kamatani versus Himeka in the other semi-final. Uh, Stardom have stressed that there's one more match scheduled to take place. Um, presumably that'd be like Hina versus Rina or something. That's, um, that's what and I they're was just thinking. waiting. They're just waiting to see if Rina will be healthy, um, because they do still have to have that match as part of the the uh, future Saturn tournament. Um, so I guess Hina versus Rina would be my guess there for the remaining match, but they're just waiting to see if uh, Rina is healthy. You know, if like I know, I know that we've gone on enough tangents and we have a lot more to get to, but really quick, I think seeing Hina and Rina in the Oda Ward in a singles match would be very, very, I would, it would make me very happy. And I think that it would be one of those things that's like given, you know, good fortune to both wrestlers, um, I think it would be a real uh, 
before they were famous sort of situation where like because like in in six years who they could be fucking wrestling at the tokyo dome or some shit um because they are their children and they are already really fucking good so i think that them you know wrestling in a singles match at oda ward and then down the line they're going to be a, a big deal in stardom i think that would be a really nice like um not starting point but it would be a nice like just looking back at it um that's like wow this is where you know this was their first big singles match um on like a big stage and i think that's really important and that'd be really nice to see uh and yeah i, I would really i really dig that yeah that'd be pretty uh a pretty nice moment for the two of them um but as you said we do have a lot to get to uh, we haven't even started the review of the three shows and so we're going to get straight into that now uh, so the first show to review was the uh, Cinderella Tournament second round and quarterfinals. Uh, this took place on May 14th at Cork and Hall. Uh, they drew 556 fans, so this was a pretty decent number. In the opener, uh, Mina Shirakawa beat Ruaka in the first round of the Future of Stardom title tournament. Uh, kind of surprising because I thought that Ruaka was going to go to the finals. But, uh, you know, Mina got the win. Uh, I like this match, though. I, I said it uh, on Twitter. I think Ruaka has really found that extra gear lately. That I mean, she her matches are just really good. Um, we'll highlight that a bit more because her versus Momo, I thought was really good too. Um, but her and Mina worked really well together. Like this was a fun opener. Uh, even if the result was surprising, it was just you know a really good five minutes of wrestling. Um, that really made me look at Ruaka as you know somebody who is capable of delivering really fun matches. Um, and Mina, to her credit, you know didn't get left behind. And uh, kept up with Rocka and, you know, kept with the physicality. Um, and, yeah, she, she goes through to the next round. Yeah, um, this was probably as good of a match as it possibly could have been. And I um, will give both women the credit for that. I thought it was really good. Um, obviously, I think Rocka should have won because I'm, I'm me. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree on that. It was five minutes of just really good, well-done wrestling. Um, Ruka ends up losing all three of her matches, and she tweeted, sorry, spoiler, that she lost all three of the matches that we're going to review, uh, but she lost all three of her matches, and she's like, I lost all my matches. But kicking people in the face is fucking fun, bro. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to Like, I'm just like, that's 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 a good way to think about it. That, that's a good way to think about it. So, um, yeah, this was a fine match. I still am upset that we. this means that we aren't going to get um, Ruka versus Hanan in the finals, which it should be the finals, but Instead, we're probably going to get Mina versus Unagi because uh, it's a fucked up world out there. Um, and yeah, the it, the match ended with uh, Roka falling on her face and then getting beat. So I always appreciate that because Roka really commits to that fucking freezer bomb, even when she gets re- like even when she just face plants, she does that so often. She just commits to it, and I respect the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta respect her commitment to uh, falling flat on her face. Um... Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That was a pretty fun match. Uh, the next match on the show then was uh, Natsupoi beating Hanan, Lady C, and Tam Nakano in a four-way. Uh, I thought this was fun. It was not notable, but you know, it was enjoyable. Uh, Poi and Tam were really the, the central point of this match, continuing their rivalry ahead of their uh, their Artists of Stardom title match that happened on the Nagoya show. Um, yeah, Natsupoi got the win. She, uh, she rolled up. Uh, I feel like she rolled up Lady C. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, she, she did. She got, um, she got that um, RVD leg scissors roll up, which I really dig. Um, I, I like that move. Uh, yeah. So Poi stresses in the in the 
preview in the pre-match promo that she's really upset that um, Tam is in the visualist photo book and she isn't, um, which is a fair complaint. I, I would like to say that um, any stardom wrestler in, in the visualist photo book is um, betraying their, their commitment to getting more female fans. Everybody else is fine, though, uh, because that's how that's how Joshi Wrestling works, of course. Um, otherwise, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was really chaotic, really fun. Uh, one random thing, the ring announcer is not Yuri. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really think this is important. It's an 18-year-old who's affiliated with one of Bushiroad's, like, vocal talent uh, organizations. Mm. She was yeah, pretty good, I, though. I mean, no, she I was good, yeah. No, I, I remember I was just, like, I was just, like, you know, watching whatever, and I see this person, I was like, she's not, that. that's, Yuri got shorter. I was like, and Yuri's, <laughs> not, Yuri's not wearing one for, like, extravagant out- outfits. And Yuri's voice is a bit more screechy. And that's not Yuri's face. That's that's just not fucking Yuri. What the fuck? Who is this? <laughs> and so that that was my that was my train of thought with that. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she 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 wasn't bad by any means. Um, it was just like a little thing that was. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, other than that, the match was fun. Uh, chaos is fun, and I appreciated it. Indeed. Uh, the next match on the show then was the Uedo Tai trio of Fuki and Death, Konami and Natsuko Tora beating the Queen's Quest trio of Azumi, Hina, and Momo Watanabe. Uh, this one went five minutes, so it was literally just like a way to tie attacking, then uh, a small heat segment. Uh, Hina did uh, judo things, and then Fuki and Death rolled her up after she got smacked by a chair. Um, and that was it. <laughs> it was literally just that was it. Like it wasn't um, uh, wasn't much to talk about there. Yeah, Momo said afterwards that she was like, I was just like I did not care. I didn't care about that at all. And I'm just like I could tell. Um, <laughs> no offense there, but I was like, yeah, I could, I could tell this was not a match that uh, Queen's Quest was particularly um, excited to be in, and you could just sort of feel the vibe when they were when they got in the ring. You could just sort of sense their body language. It's like, okay, can we just like fucking like can we can we get this over with already? Um, so yeah, it was five minutes. Um, it, it did play into my old bit about how fucking hilarious it is that Oedo Tai needs weapons to defeat literal children. Like it's Hina, like I I know Hina's great. I think Hina should should be held to that level, but it's fucking Hina, bro. You needed a weapon to defeat a child. It it never stops getting funny. It never stops being funny to me. I'm not gonna lie. That's you know that's fair. Um, from there we are on to Cinderella tournament action. Uh, so the first match of the Cinderella tournament. Uh, this was from the second round. Bailey, my my dog uh, Bailey doesn't want to listen to the Cinderella tournament. Actually. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, oh, yeah. Fuck Bailey. Um, I can't say that Bailey's a dog. Dogs are great. Um, yeah. yeah the first the match. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, the first match was uh, Saika Matani beating Starlight Kid. Um, I like this. Uh, obviously, they work well together. Like I think anybody could have expected that. Like uh, two very athletic performers, uh, very spirited performers. Um, they had a fun little match here. Uh, they both definitely have more in them, and I think they will eventually have uh, you know a great match someday, probably for a title. Um, but here, you know, they just did their job, delivered a pretty fun match. Um, that Saya won. Uh, so Kid goes out, and Saya goes through to the semifinals, um, because the bracket for this tournament is weird. I, I yeah, this match was sort of forgettable, but it was solid. Um, there are certain spots that you really like noticed, and was really really cool. One spot was the sliced bread, um, where 
kid went for like a standing sliced bread on um on Saya, Saya back bridges it, and so she just like doesn't go down. She doesn't bump, and then kid turns her over and then goes for another sliced bread and hits it on her. I was like, that was like really clean. That really looked cool. I, I really liked it. It I, I popped for that big time. Um. So that was cool. And then the ring out spots where Saya was like holding on by like one finger and shit. Like that was really cool too. And then she eventually springboarded back in. Um ironically, the the worst part of this match was their uh their near falls. They were they looked terrible. Um I don't know why. Like it, it they just every single time they tried to pin the other one, it looked completely sloppy as hell. Which is surprising because usually both of them are really, really good at that sort of thing. So um Outside of that, it was a fine match. Like I said, probably won't be very remembered, but it was it was it did what it needed to do. Let's put it that way. It's interesting because I thought some of those like sloppier pins made it feel like a real like struggle. Like it was really like I'm not letting you pin me kind of thing. I don't know. I got a I really liked that kind of vibe to the match. Uh, this is probably my second favorite match of this show because some of these other ones let me down big time. But um, yeah, I liked it probably more than you did. But um. Move on to one match that I didn't really like. Uh, this was another second round match from the Cinderella tournament. Uh, Micah beat Julia. Uh, that was the result we had predicted. Uh, Micah is our presumed finalist. Uh, her and Saya is still on track to be the final. Um, and Micah beat Julia. I didn't really love the match. It just kind of felt like they were doing stuff to get to the end goal. And I know that's every match, but this time it was more apparent. And I feel like Micah is somebody who needs more time to really hit her ceiling you know i feel like give her and julia you know 15 plus minutes to have a match and they'd have a great match give them seven and they just didn't really do a lot to hook me um and the fact that they almost destroyed each other on the finish uh was not good uh i don't know what they were going for like micah lifted her up i don't know suplex her to the outside but she fell instead and cracked julia's head off of the post and would have done damage to her own knee as well the way she fell um so yeah that, that really her finish. Down. <laughs> what smacking but, people's head off the post no yeah the the it was the el generico brain buster but instead of on the on the fucking turnbuckle it was on the metal post because you know yeah. fuck living um <laughs> i i enjoyed this more than you did i'll be honest uh i i thought it was I, I did feel similarly that it didn't really hook me very well, but I felt like their their chemistry was just like, okay, I recognize that this is like them doing, you know, their stuff for a few less minutes, and it wasn't really, there wasn't much to it, but I did definitely enjoy it um, more than you did. Micah said that she was going to beat the fuck out of Julia Micah style. I think that um, her breaking her skull open is is what Micah style is, and that's pretty <laughs> fucking based. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I, I thought that the finish was really. I don't want to say funny because that sounds like sadistic, but it was really just cool in a way. But that also sounds sadistic. It looked it looked really insane, quite frankly. Uh, I think that's the best way to put it. Um, and then yeah, Julie got six dishes from it, which again is insane. Uh, yeah, I think Micah should start using the Brain Buster. I think that would be cool. Mm, sure. Um, I will admit that the post-match visual of uh, Julia with a bloody forehead uh, staring down Micah was great. Uh, I added some bonus points onto this one for that. Um, but yeah, the, the match itself didn't hook me, and I, I'm just glad that neither of them was hurt in, in the finish. 
Um, the next match on the show then was Siri defeating Utami Hayashishta. Uh, this was a, just a teaser for their world title match. They they did not give us a lot, but it was still entertaining, and it definitely has me excited to see their their title match. I really believe that uh, those two at Oda Ward could be a, a match of the year contender just based on this on all the previews we've gotten of them. They work so well together. Um, and yeah, this was a fun little kind of glimpse into what we're going to get in uh, two weeks, three weeks um, at Oda Ward. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in complete agreement on that. I think this was uh, maybe not, excuse me, maybe not in a in a you know in a vacuum. It wasn't like an amazing match, but I felt like it was like okay, this is going to be this is like like you said a teaser for what's going to be an amazing match later on. So I, I was really high on it. Um, I was really high on the. Jesus fucking Christ! I was really high on the <laughs> on the uh, post match too, where um, Shuri's like, "I beat you over the top rope, give me a title match." And Utami's like, "Bro, you're you're like," she's like, "I mean, I want to face you, but you you gotta be patient. Like you're so impatient." And Shuri's like, "Impatient? I'm not impatient. I just really like you, Utami Chan." And then she scurries off like a little fucking schoolgirl. And I was like, "That's this is great. Like this is the best story in in professional wrestling right now." Like I love this. I love everything about this. Um, so yeah, I I really appreciated the post match. I really appreciated the match overall. Just really good shit. Yeah, Siri and Utami had some uh, interesting interactions uh, over that weekend of shows. Um, and I will talk more about one that I like later. Um, but yeah, this uh, this was just a nice teaser. Of what we're gonna get? Uh, Siri won to advance to the quarterfinal. Uh, she main evented against Unagi Saka. But before that, we have the other quarterfinal. Uh, Himeka beat Mayu Utani um, to get through to the semifinals. Oh boy, do I have thoughts. Um, first of all, I think Himeka and Mayu were delivering what was on course to be a great match. I think Mayu was wrestling out of her skin. She was doing amazing, just selling, bumping for Himeka, you know, trying to you know make the most of every little glimpse she got with roll-ups and kicks and stuff like that. Like I was loving this match. Um, and Himeka was doing really well on top. Um, but then they had a way to tie interfere not once, but twice. So they had a way to tie interfere like two minutes into the match to pull Mayu off the rope and attack her. And then the referee was like, no, no, that doesn't count. Like, we're going to go again. A way to tie left. And then a few minutes later, they come back and attack Mayu again. And she gets knocked off the rope by Himeka. And I just... I feel like it annoys me more when Oedo Tai interfere in other people's matches because when I'm watching Oedo Tai, you can kind of get yourself into a mindset of, okay, there's going to be some, you know, crap here. There's going to be some interference. It's going to be whatever. You kind of are able to deal with it. But then when they're going out there and kind of rooting a really good match between two people that aren't involved in Oedo Tai, it's like, well, this is just disappointing and I don't like this at all. And it's not in a case of like, oh, I want a way to tie to get their comeuppance because I just didn't care. You know what I mean? Like when they did get their comeuppance after the match, I was just like, well, whatever. Like I'd rather have just seen a good match, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that really grinded my gears. Um, probably more than it should have, but it, it definitely pissed me off and left me with a sour taste in my mouth. The the modern day Oedotai juice 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 <laughs> is rarely worth the squeeze. Um, it, it, it very much feels that way for me frequently, where it's like, oh, like, you know, I, I, I get that it's like, oh, I'm supposed to want Oedotai to get their comeuppance, but it's like, I never do. I just sort of want them to leave other people alone. 
You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want, I like, just let this, like, end. And that's how I feel very frequently with, like, Oedo type type, Oedo type stuff. <laughs> Fuck, I can't talk today. Um, but yeah, I thought this match, like, I was, I was watching, I was like, dude, like, like, the first minute and a half, I was like, this could just be, like, a random, like, match of the something like it could be like this could be like amazing like just like the way that they were moving the way they were wrestling i was like like this this could have been insane like on every level and i i, I put that in my notes that's so like okay since the way i fucked this up um can one of these two have a belt and the other one challenge for that belt on like a pay-per-view because like if they got like 10 minutes in a pay-per-view match you know 10 to you know 15 minutes in a pay-per-view match i think that would be like chef's kiss type shit like that would be insanely good because i think mayu and jumbo just work so well off each other i don't really remember their gp match but i'm sure that was also pretty solid um plus jumbo has gotten better since so i imagine that this would be even more solid i really wish away didn't fuck shit up um but they they found a way to really ruin a match i was really excited for um so you know uh it's a fucked up world yeah um, and after the match, they uh, continued their attack this time. Um, Stars was helpless. Uh, DDM kind of tried to help out, but they just got tossed aside. Uh, Natsuko Tora promised to break necks, uh, which is the best part of the segment. And then somebody in a Starlight Kid mask came out and dealt with a way to tie. Um, Although it was very sloppy, like she was just kind of standing there going, "All right, what? Who? Who am I going to take out first? And then she would just like throw them at the ropes, and they they'd like fall out. And I was like, "All right, this is this is something." Um, but then she hit a cutter on on uh, Natsuko Tora, and it was revealed that the masked uh, assailant was the returning Kagama. Uh, Kagama last wrestled in Stardom uh, regularly in 2015. She's been retired for six years. Uh, she was in the All-Star Rumble, but as we know, that match was an absolute clusterfuck, and uh, most people didn't do anything of note, her included. Um, so yeah, this is um, an interesting return. Uh, a lot of people were really high on her, um, and she was apparently somebody who was held in high regard when she was in stardom back then. She was she was only active for about two years, but she won the artist belts with Kyrie and Chelsea, and uh, she was high-speed champion as well. Uh, before she retired so you know if she can regain some of that high speed kind of talent then uh, she could be an interesting addition to stars Uh, i think she will need time to knock off the ring rust obviously six years is a long time Uh, she was a lot younger back then like she was 17 when she left um and now she's like 23 um so you know it's going to be a big change but you know her coming back is Something I think we had mentioned was Mayu's bomb, because she had said it in the Supro interview that she wanted Kagama to come back, so when Mayu was hyping up her bomb, we were like, oh, maybe it's Kagama. Um, and yeah, it turned out to be Kagama. So, uh, yeah, it's not like a super surprising return, given that Mayu had kind of preempted it in uh, some of her interviews, but, you know, it's one of those welcome shakeups to stardom that I'm kind of like, oh, well, she's a new face to interact with people. Um, and their roster is pretty small given all the injuries, so you know, having another body there is never a bad thing. Yeah, um, I'm hesitantly excited. Um, I thought that the the she did a tilt war, not tilt war, but like a fucking what's it called? She did a DDT, and that looked clean. Um, everything else looked pretty pretty sloppy, but I'm hoping for the best, obviously, because I think that uh, 
we, as we were talking about earlier, we've seen wrestlers come back, even with Saki Kashima, who even I'm not a huge fan of, but she came back and she was, you know, great. So it's like, I, I think that looking to the past is always a, a viable option. Um, I don't, it's not going to work every single time. I'm hoping it works with, with um, Koguma, but, you know, you never really know. One thing um, that I really need to mention is that Natsuko Tora body shamed her, and I think we should all um, cancel her for that. You are towing the line lately, aren't you? You just don't care anymore. <laughs> no, because if, if we're, if we're going to give Julia shit, we're going to give everybody shit, brother. I'm, I'm sorry, the chains are off. I'm Curtis Axel in the shit. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I can't, I can't argue, I suppose, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna contribute. Um, so yeah, do you have anything more to say on Kagama, or will I move on? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. I think that uh, she could be really, really good. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I, I need to see her have one match back. You know, like a singular match mm-hmm. back, and then I will know uh, how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, the, the DDT and the, the cutter, they didn't look great, but I don't want to judge her off of a DDT and a cutter in a, you know, save spot. Like, I don't want to, like, have to have to do that. So, as soon as she has a match, I'll give you an exact feeling. But as of right now, I'm hopeful, but, you know, um, skeptical, because you never know. That's fair. Um, so, on to the main event here, uh, which uh, I, I was not happy about either. Uh, Unagisaka beat Siri. Um this, like, I understand that the focus of this was meant to be Unagi kind of getting this big win over, you know, one of the you know, most, yeah, Jesus, I can't speak. Um, Unagi getting a win over, like, a veteran like Siri, uh, one of the best wrestlers on the roster, one of the strongest wrestlers on the roster. Um, but the execution was just so underwhelming. Like, I feel like Unagi just wasn't good enough here to justify the moment that they were trying to give her. Like, she was very land you know what i mean like there's only so many times you can do a fiery you know fiery forearms and a nice leg drop before i'm like okay but what else can you do you know when you're fighting back like you aren't getting me excited as much as your forearms are great and you know you do a nice frog splash and stuff like you need more um and she just wasn't giving us that and um i don't think siri is free of any guilt here either i don't think siri was really trying all that hard like most of her offense was just knees um, I don't even remember her using many kicks either, which is like her forte or even her grappling. Um, so it just felt like they really just didn't give their full effort. And uh, when Unagi did win, it kind of just felt like, a, all right, cool, rather than a big moment that I think they wanted it to be. Um, and maybe I'm being harsh, uh, but I just, I don't know, it really fell flat with me what they were trying to do. And I feel like if they are going to give Unagi semblance of a push then she needs to have more than like four moves you know uh yeah so this match i i started it and i saw unagi uh get get shuri in a headlock and i sort of blacked out after that point because there was nothing (laughs) else like like after that i was like okay and after that there was just no i don't remember anything from this match there was there was nothing uh it's not because i had a long night it was because uh i just didn't there was nothing really to, to write down. Like, I put in my notes, I'm just like, I watched this match, I watched the entire thing, I can't tell you what happened in it. Like, just, not, like, I, I don't have any recollection of it. And I, I, I'm telling you, I watched it. I watched it full of, you know, in, in full consciousness, but it just, it, it had nothing for me. You know what I mean? Um, 
And it's it's actually kind of shocking because uh, Mina had a good match on this show. Um, Tam had a good match on the show. And Unagi, who's typically um, maybe not as good as Tam, but is typically put on a very, very high pedestal by um, by a lot of people. She really just underdelivered in the match that of the three probably should have been the best. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was really one of those things where it's like I uh, I know I give Kozen a lot of a lot of shit and a lot of flack, but this one was just not good. Like it wasn't it wasn't there there wasn't anything to grasp me. It, there wasn't even anything to like notice of this match for me at least. Yeah, I think that that's definitely part of it. Like it was just so. Like, it was just there, you know what I mean? Like, there was no point where it really grabbed, you know, the bull by the horns and was like, okay, here, pay attention. Um, and I do think that's an issue that Unagi will have to solve if she's going to, you know, be in big positions going forward. Um, but, you know, obviously, I think some of the blame has to go on Siri there because she, as the veteran, should have done something, um, but she didn't really bring it. Um, but maybe it was just an off night. Maybe they just don't have chemistry. Um, but I think it's unfortunate that like Unagi's big moment was kind of fell flat. Yeah, I I completely agree. It, it was it was really a shame, um, especially for people who like Unagi. I'm obviously not high on her, so I don't really give a fuck. But I definitely understand why it was uh it was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, we will praise her though. Uh, we're moving on to the second show that happened. Uh, this was. Uh, Stardom Nagoya Two Days uh, was the name of this tour. Um, very apt. Uh, so the show was in uh, the Nagoya Congress Center. Uh, they had 263 fans. It took place on the 15th of May. Uh, in the opener, in the first round of the Future of Stardom title tournament, Unagi Saka beat Lady C. Um, I did enjoy this one. Uh, I, I thought Unagi was much better here. Uh, maybe it's because Lady C was very game and you know was more than willing to trade forearms and you know. Uh, do some, you know, try and kick her in the face and stuff, but I enjoyed this more than Unagi versus Siri. Um, and Unagi winning was probably the predictable result here, given that Lady C has never won. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was a fun opener. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, I passed the, the first show, I only watched the tag title match, um, because I did not know that the entire show was, was uploaded, um, until like an hour before we start recording because as everybody knows I am always unprepared but um I'm sure it was a good match because Lady C has been really uh proving that she has chemistry with the smaller wrestlers um especially with the Unagis and the kids Wait uh, wait well, hold on Unagi is as tall as Lady C Well like smaller You're going to have to make me describe Unagi's body shape I don't want to like do that thin? Yeah like like just like 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 she isn't a power wrestler, Alex. Okay, no, I get you. Like she, like she's, you know, very lean. Yes. Come okay. on, I, I just, I just made a body shaming joke, and now you're trying to get me to be like, well, what do you mean by that? No, like, come on. Like, you... I, I thought you, I thought you were like getting her mixed up with somebody else. You're like smaller, no. and I was like, no, but she's just as tall. And then it was like, oh, you mean she's just, she's very lean? Yeah, no, she yeah. could, you know, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, there's nothing wrong with saying that she's thin. I don't know. I don't think People so. People get sus, brother. I'm not trying to get political here, like JR. Uh, 
god. Yeah. Um, Sorry. But yeah, it's I understand what you mean. Uh, Lady C was the more powerful competitor here, the stronger one. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, to be fair, Unagi is very spindly. You know what I mean? Like, there's just some people like that where you're just like, your body is a straight. You know, it's like Zack Saber Junior. Where you're like, you just do not yeah. fully form the way I thought you would. You know. But yeah, yeah. Isn't he it. like? Isn't he like one of the tallest motherfuckers, just like out of nowhere? But he's just small. Like that's what. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like he's he's fairly tall, but he's just you still consider him a small person. I, whatever. Yeah. You I think it. we call it lanky. Do you, do you have that term? Yeah, lanky. lanky. Lan- yeah, lanky. lanky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is called lanky. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, on to the next match on the show. Um. Fuki and Death beat Azumi and Momo and Abe in a three-way match. Man, fuck um, this shit. <laughs> And Fukigen did pin Fukigen did pin Azumi, so me wishing that like, on you came true. So that's like, life just annoying sucks, me. bro. Life <laughs> just sucks. Like yeah. that. Like I forgot that that result happened until right now, and I'm just like, man, an emo clown beat the best young wrestler in the world. Like that's that's unfair. Yeah, but that's like a... Fukigen is like way more entertaining than Azumi, so you know. Okay, yes. no, I'm I'm about to fucking leave this call right now. Like I am offended. Jesus, I mean, oh, did, I can't you believe watch, you just did, said that. Did you watch this match? Fuki I did not watch this show. match. Fuki of course she did. He's a she, clown, Alex. That's yeah, the entire point. She did her usual cigar spot, but she stacked Momo and Azumi. It was the best shit ever. Okay, you don't understand. Fuki and Death is the highlight of this company. I'm not even joking. Um. Yeah, she won this match. Uh, Azumi and Momo in the pre-tape were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're not going to turn on each other. You wouldn't turn on anybody, right? And then they were like, yeah, sure. And yeah, within five minutes, they were forearming the shit out of each other. So, you know, fun times. They really got to um, get better at that, bro. They it, do. It, it, it's their downfall every single time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on to the next match, though. The despair for Queen's Quest continued. Uh, Aphrodite are also to a 15-minute draw with Mina Shirakawa and Tam Nakano. Um... I watched this match. Uh, I don't remember much from it. I think it was good because obviously Saya and Utami are great, um, and Saya and Tam do good work. Uh, I do have an issue with the finish, with the result though. I feel like it makes Aphrodite look kind of bad that they couldn't beat Mina and Tam. Like I feel like Mina is far enough down the totem pole that they should be able to beat her. You know, even if Tam is there, I don't know. Maybe Especially Utami. Yeah, like especially I mean, you can't really just beat her in the Cinderella, like. Exactly, it. it I, I don't know. It's it's one. Maybe they didn't want to pin her like multiple times, and I get that because she had a title match the next day. But it's just like it's Utami, like it, and it's a former tag team championship team. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. It, I agree with you that the result was not necessary. Um, and and I think two, the two of us are very forgiving of of time limit draws more than most people, and sometimes it just feels very unnecessary. And well, this was probably one of them. Yeah, unless the only thing I can think of is they're maybe gonna give Mina and Tam a tag team push, uh, based on the fact that they're teaming at Oda Ward. Um, so maybe that was the point here, but I don't know. Otherwise, I don't really see much of a point in uh, not having Aphrodite win. But, you know, it is what it is. It's We'll all have forgot about it by next week. Um, the next match on the show, then, was the Don and Don Mondo trio of Himeka, Micah, and Natsupoi uh, beating the Uedotai trio of Konami, Natsuko Tora, and Raka. Uh, the uh, Him- Him- Himei 
Poi is not my Hime Poi. The my Hime Poi pre-match promo was very odd. Um, they were like, "Bad girls, we're gonna beat you, my Hime Poi," and they laughed, and it was over. And I was like, "All right, cool." Um, the Matsu They probably like called them delinquents or something, like just something funny, like you know, like no, they were just like bad girls or something or bad guys. I was like, okay, cool. Um, who knows, bro? Yeah. The match was actually, I, I thought the match was pretty fun. It wasn't your usual, like, a way to tie heat segment, like, taking up half the match. It was just kind of mostly go, go, go. Um, I thought Himeka and Rocco were doing some cool stuff at the start. And then, obviously, I feel like the match was meant to, you know, peak with Tora and Himeka, but they didn't really do that well together. I thought their, like, strike exchanges were a bit sloppy in this match, um, which is disappointing. And I feel like that would have made it a lot better had they kind of come off, but it was still a fun match, especially by a way to tie standards. Like, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, and my Himipoi getting the win obviously makes sense, given that they were challenging for the, the Art belts the next day. Yeah, Um. and then Fugigan Death, who was not in the match, came out and wanted a title match, even though Oedotai lost. Yeah, Um. which Poi was not happy about. Poi was like, y'all lost. Um you're proud of losing and i was like yeah that's kind of the whole thing like, they don't they don't care come on boy didn't read mikey's essay um <laughs> so yeah uh, i guess yeah uh so i mean fukigan is a first challenger or not first challenger second challenger right for poise high speed belt um i don't mind it obviously we know uh death is very good at high speed wrestling um and i feel like if she works her comedy into a high speed match that'd be pretty great uh, and that's Poise, obviously. No, Kid was, wasn't it? Kid was, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot yeah. that match even happened, bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and that's Poise and Death. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I feel like they slotted Death into the spot that Saki Kashima would have had um, as challenger for Nats but, you know, they're working with what they have at the moment. Yeah. Um. Emo Clown. It's Indeed. still hard to get used to, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's <laughs> funny, but it's like, it's still like a, like, it's such a weird dynamic. It is, but I don't know, I like it. Um, on to the main event now, and uh, I need to wax lyrical on this. I don't know if you liked it, I don't even care if you liked it, I loved it. Um, the Damn, Goddess bro. of Stardom title match. I did match. like it, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, the Goddess of Stardom title match, uh, the now, the newly nicknamed uh, Ali Kaba of Julia and Suri beat the MK sisters of Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. Um, this is a great match. Uh, Julia and Starlight Kid basically dominated proceedings, um, which is good because they work really well together. Um, Starlight Kid, I need to wax. Like, Starlight Kid, holy shit. Like, if they... I said this on Twitter. If they... Say if her and Tam switched roles and Kid was the one in like important feuds and having high profile singles matches all the time, she would walk to wrestler of the year. Like I don't care. She is fantastic. Um and she yeah. was amazing in this match. Like she showed so much fire. Uh every time Julia and Suri took Mayu out of commission, Kid was there to fight back against both of them. Uh she was not willing to back down to Julia. Uh, Julia fucking Julia was on her shit here. She was back to being the just the absolute arsehole who will forearm the shit out of you and then shoot headbutt you. And the shoot headbutt she gave Kid was so fucking loud. I made a noise like I made a pained noise. 
like oh my god she fucking cracked her man and like that's with kids mask on that it made that noise it's insane um i just yeah this was great um like whenever mayu and siri were kind of in there they you know they were keeping things taken over um mayu was mostly getting taken out of commission by julia and siri which is pretty smart um and yeah kid was just the star of the show she had so much fire and so much heart and uh well you know after after all that um all aboard the starlight kid praise train once again because she did absolutely kill it in this match i I really appreciate everything she did um i have been an outspoken fan of sherry and mayu as a pairing against each other and i've also been an outspoken fan about kid and julia as a pairing because julia is the best wrestler to elevate kid to another level and kid as a tag team with mayu is also the the thing that will elevate kid to another level this match is all about kid even though she was the one who ended up losing it it was all about kid and um her abilities it was really interesting because at one point um kid used all three of her strongest moves she used the moonsault from the top she used the star shooter the you know texas cloverleaf and then she used the tornado suplex which she's only hit one other time and she still couldn't put julia away which obviously is is a testament to Julia being, you know, super fucking strong and whatnot. But it also sort of leaves this this doubt of like what can kid do to improve, um, in a narrative sense. Like how how can she do this consistently and win the match when all of her strongest moves still didn't get the job done. Um, and you could tell that she felt this way because afterwards she mounted Julia and started slapping the piss out of her, and it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I absolutely loved that. It was so fun. It was so cool. Kid literally just was like, nah, I'm done. And she started smacking her like over and over again. Um, Julia ended up giving her, uh, um, half and half suplex as a receipt. It looked fucking gnarly. Um, mm-hmm. after that, you know, Julia hit the headbutt. Um, AOK just started doing a bunch of, you know, double team moves. They kept, you know, getting Mayu out of the ring and just assaulted Kid. Kid had one final stand where she started, you know, fighting back against the both of them. But eventually, um, Julia kicked her in the head, and then Shuri hit the buzzsaw to Northern Lights combo um, with Julia, and they got the win. Um, the third amazing performance by ALK um, of this, you know, since they won the belts, you know, the, the tag match they won the belts yeah. in, and then the past two, uh, all three great matches. The fact that this is probably not even the best of those three matches is saying something, because it was, like, so fucking good. Um, and I, I think that this is, this was really great. I could have, I would have enjoyed if Mayu was a bit more instrumental in the later game, but I get why, like, psychologically, it's like, they would want Mayu not in the ring, because they can defeat Kid a lot easier than they could defeat Mayu, even though Kid was a, a resilient wrestler. Um, that was just sort of the, the meta there. So I understand why, but I could have enjoyed a bit more Mayu, um, doing more offense, in the later game, but that's, that's a nitpick. Uh, the MK sisters, I know we have a lot to, to still get on and we're, you know, getting up in time, but the MK sisters um, are great. And they said in interviews that they want to surpass Thunder Rock as known as my use best tag team. How do you feel about that? Like, just like briefly. Um, It's, it's a lofty goal. Uh, yeah. I don't think they can accomplish it, but uh, good luck to them. Uh, I think they're they're both great, but uh, I don't know. Thunder Rock had, I feel like Thunder Rock just had better dance partners on the regular. Like I feel like didn't Thunder Rock wrestle fucking Miko and Kyrie? Like yeah, there's no chance they're gonna top a match like that, you know? Yeah, but I I think 
as much as I agree, it's like it's it's not like it's it's not go. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's impossible. I think that you know, mm-hmm. if they have all of the right luck, all of the right you know opponents, all of the right everything, I think that they have enough skill to get close to that level again, which is really saying something because uh, Thunder Rock was on a whole nother level in their prime. Indeed, they were. Um, I think you made a good point there. Ali Kaba have been really good for the tag division. I feel like they feel almost unbeatable, you know? Um, yep. And whoever beats them, it's it's going to be a big, big moment for them. And I feel like the tag division, after having the belts just kind of bounce around, they've finally settled with Ali Kaba, and it just feels like the division has some focus now. And, you know, whoever does beat them is going to get put over strong. And it's nice that, you know, they've put this attention back on the tag division because, as I said, like it did ever since kind of uh, Jamie and B had to vacate them, they've just kind of been thrown around from team to team. Um, But they just feel a little bit more settled now. Um, And it's good. And I think Ali Kaba are good for the division. It gives them a real kind of, they're, you know, the clear top of the division. And everyone is kind of fighting to get on their level. And I always appreciate that story in a division. Um, and they've been, so they've been good for it. Um, as much as you were initially kind of unhappy with it, um, I think they've done a good job for, for the tag division. I completely agree. I do think that Shuri may be being spread a bit too thin. Um, but that's not an issue of, you know, the tag stuff. It's more an issue of, like, uh, the SWA stuff, which relatively sure he's defended it more times than it's basically ever been defended ever because it's never defended by anybody mm-hmm. so that's that's a really like small nitpick but i i do worry that that shuri has her hands in like every single box and it's like you know maybe maybe choose your choose your lane boy you know like fucking whatever that band is you know that song whatever <laughs> um but but other than that i do agree that they have definitely proven me wrong in that they can be very very strong as a tag team and not just be two singles wrestlers uh teaming because they're good singles wrestlers or whatever they've definitely proven Mm -hmm. that they are a good tag team and i appreciate that fair um on to the next show then uh this there's not a lot of this show up on stardom world um it's only the first two matches i believe um so we can't really discuss much but uh we'll get into the results uh show yeah so this was uh stardom nagoya two days day two uh again very apt name uh this is also at the nagoya congress center uh they drew 301 fans in the opener mom what now baby uh you know fun stuff all around there obviously momo is great uh Raka, as i've said is very good um, so they delivered like a, a really fun kind of hard hitting gritty match here that you'd expect from the two of them. Uh, definitely recommend the... have a few minutes to just watch it. What was the finish? Do you Good know? question. <laughs> I actually <laughs> forget already. Generally, okay. fair enough. Because I know Momo has been going to the uh, the chicken wing lately for these smaller matches, and I feel like I've seen her versus Ruka like at least ten times. Um recently so I, i'll probably go back and watch it but um it'd be interesting to know what momo even wins with lately because i i don't remember her winning a lot sadly it's a pain 
She beat Mina. <laughs> don't don't you don't gotta bring it up. I know she beat Mina, but I'm still sad. That's fair. Um, let's see. Uh, she won with the B driver according to the website. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, so the next match then was Konami beating Lady C inside Kamatani in the three way. Um, this was again your usual Lady C three way. Uh, not not bad, not good. Uh, just kind of there. Uh, the best part was Konami or Lady C's selling of the uh, triangle answer. She sold it like absolute death. Um, and Konami got the win. Uh, by seemingly tearing Lady C's arm off based on Lady C's reaction. See, and and that's why that shit's one hundred percent. Remember when that used to be? Remember that when when that was the big thing? Triangle Lancer one hundred percent. That was so cool. I yes, Shaq percent. Yes, I love that shit. Yeah, I ate that shit up, bro. I was I was <laughs> saying everything was one hundred percent, even though it wasn't, because Triangle Lancer wasn't actually one hundred percent. I don't know if y'all know, but it was because it's the fucking Triangle Lancer. Uh, those were the days. Totally. Um, the next match on the show, so the first two matches are the only, one, are the only ones up, so we'll just run through the results for the rest of it. Um, so the next match was the MK Sisters uh, beating Fuki and Death and Natsuko Tora by DQ. Um, I'm not going to watch that. Uh, no offense to any of the four competitors, but I don't want to. I don't need to see another way to tie DQ. Uh, the match after that... Yep. Was Ali Kaba versus Azumi and Utami Hayashishta. Uh, Ali Kaba won by pinning Azumi, uh, which I'm sure you're very unhappy about. Azumi had a bad weekend, but you know, it happens. There's nothing good in this world. <laughs> Fair. Um, the main event then of this show uh, the Cosmic Angels defended the Artists of Stardom titles against the Mahime Poi Trio. Uh, this match went to a 30-minute time limit draw. Uh, the Cosmic Angels surpassed the defense record, um, which I don't know. I feel like it's a bit silly to like be like, "Oh yeah, we like may we have like the record now for defending our belts the most times." And it's like, "Yeah, but you you drew like that last one. You haven't beat that team yet. Like you are you really proud of that? You know?" Yeah, that, that's the thing is that it's like if they had drawn like two defenses ago it would be a different story you know because it's like mm-hmm. oh well i mean like you survived and you kept going but it's like to be to celebrate like not losing on this like i don't know it, it's a very specific like weird c- scenario whereas like you know i remember okada he drew like two of his matches in his you know gargantuan reign and he was like yeah i'm, I'm v13 or whatever and it's like yeah but you you drew two of those but whatever you can say whatever you want but in this case, it's like you are actively celebrating after you didn't win a match. And that's yes. always been kind of weird to me. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Man, 30 fucking minutes. I don't think I want to see see any of these wrestlers for 30 minutes at a time. Like, like, And I love my Himipoi. I think they're all absolutely incredible. But I don't want to see any of them in a match for, for 30 minutes, quite frankly. Yeah, I think that's... I feel like whenever time is brought up as, like, a thing in wrestling, some people just don't understand. It's like, I'm I'm, I'm not saying the 30-minute matches are inherently bad. I'm just saying no. that my desire to see the Cosmic Angels wrestle for 30 minutes is through the floor. Um, and yeah. that's no offense to the Cosmic Angels. That's not something that they're used... Well, it's it's not something that they're used to doing. Like, uh, like Nina and fucking Unagi weren't wrestling 40-minute thrillers in Tokyo Joshi Pro, and Tam wasn't trained to go 50 by actress like and you know it's 
it's a case of you're just asking wrestlers who aren't used to padding out a 30-minute match efficiently to go 30 minutes. Um, and I'm just not sure that they can do it, you know? Um, I'm going to watch it because I feel like I have to, um, just as somebody who follows the product. But, you know, I'm not confident that it's going to be good. And it's probably going to be because they cannot fill this time efficiently, um, which is usually the issue with these longer matches. Yeah, I'll wait until you watch it, and then you'll give me the the lowdown, and I'll probably watch it after that. If um, if you tell if you tell me that it won't make me want to rip my hair out, even though I'm bald, um, then I think I think that I might watch it. It's fair. That's all I ask. Um, with that though, we are done the review section. Uh, we are on to the preview section. Uh, we have two shows happening this weekend. Uh, the first is on May twenty second in Tochigi. Uh, the opener for this show is Tam Nakano versus Lady C. Uh, presumably Tam will win. Um, this might be where they finally ask Lady C to join the Cosmic Angels, although I doubt it. Um, but yeah, that'll, that's a match. That's happening. Lady C is too cool for the Angels, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, the next match on the show then is Azumi and Hina of Queen's Quest against Konami and Fukigen Death of Oedotai. Uh, seems like an easy win here for a way to tie. Uh, maybe they'll have to use a chair again on the child, who knows. But I feel like they're going to win. It's her fucking hometown, bro. This sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. it's her hometown. It's Azumi, who hasn't won in, like, ten matches. Man. Yes. <laughs> um, the next match on the show, then, is uh, Siri and Natsupoi against Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa. Um... I guess Siri's going to win because she's in the world title match. Um, yeah, but she'd, yeah. Have to, she'd have to beat Mina. And you know they're weird yeah. about that. Well, they don't have any trios belt matches that they're building to, so I think Mina's free to take pins again. Hopefully. Yeah. It's either that or Nagi's pinning Natsupoi, so... <laughs> Man, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Like, just the thought of that, like, no, please. All right. Um, the next match on this show is uh, the Stars Trio of Mayu Iwatani, Starlight Kid, and Hanan against the Queen's Quest team of Utami Hayashishta, Momwanabe, and Saya Kamatani. Uh, wow, an actual good match. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait until Oedo Titus ruins it because of fucking court, because nothing good happens. <laughs> Fair. Uh, the next match on the show, then, is uh, Julia and Micah against Natsuko Tora and Rocka in the main event. Um, I guess... I mean, Julia and Micah should win. Really. I mean, they have to, like, they have to beat the kid, right? Yeah, you'd hope like, so. I feel like every single match that Julia and, and Rocka are both in, Rocka eats a Northern, Northern Lights bomb. So I'm, I'm mm. cool with that. That is pretty chill. Um... That is that show. Uh, the next show is uh, the one on May 23rd. Um, I've just noticed here that uh, Siri is on the poster for this show. Um, as is Jungle Kiona and uh, Natsupoi. And none of them are going to be on the show, which is uh, interesting. They're weird about posters and that shit. Yeah. I don't know if like maybe they'd planned to have the show last year, so they had the poster made up then. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised like... if B was on the poster. Because she only got taken off the poster, like, last week. Like, she's been on every single there's poster. there's no B. Saki Kashima yeah. is there, though. 
Yeah, and she hasn't been on shows in like two months now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, the opener of this show is uh, Micah versus Hina, um, which you were very excited about. I'm yes, I, I remember I I saw the I saw a line of them. I was like, damn, this is a really good card, and I'm still the most excited for Hina versus Micah. That's dope. You weird weird man. Um, it's gonna be the, really fucking good. Of course. Uh, the next match on the show then is uh, Hanan and Starlight Kid against Unagi Saka and Lady C. Um, maybe Lady C will be in the Cosmic Angels by this point because that just makes sense to have this just be a Cosmic Angels versus Stars tag match. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Please, God, let Kid win. Let Hanan <laughs> win, actually. Give her a rub. No, not happening. Um, I feel like Unagi's going to win a few matches because she's in the semifinals of the Cinderella tournament. But, you know. I hate yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, then Blues, brother. Yeah. Uh, the next match on the show, then, is uh, Azumi and Natsuko... Or not... <laughs> Azumi and Natsuko Tora. Please, no, God, it's... <laughs> no. Don't even jinx that shit. It's, uh, it's Momoa's versus uh, Natsuko Tora on Raka. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like this is going to go to a draw, because... I don't know. Maybe Natsuko Tora just wins, but I feel like they don't do that a lot, so... Okay. You know, I, I I told you I I told you I I drank coffee this morning. I think it's I think I'm crashing. Yeah, that that wouldn't make sense. Um, the next match on the show then is a special singles match: uh, Julia versus Mayu Iwatani. Um, these two wrestled in the GP uh, last year. Julia won that match. Um, I don't know the time limit for this, but I presume it's going to a draw. Uh, it's very interesting they're just doing this match with no build. Um, but I guess they feel like they've done it already, so it doesn't really matter. Um, and they are probably trying to sell tickets, because this is a big enough venue. They're at the uh, Amos Yamanashi, which apparently New Japan has run and drew like over a 1,000 people. Um, so I guess they're probably configuring for four to 500 people, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have been noted to say that I wasn't a big fan of the Julia vs. Mayu match. Um, me and Alex actually got in an argument about it last night, um, but that's besides the point. I Wait, think this will you? probably be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you were like, you are so wrong that it's not even funny. Um, no, that was that's... something else. That was about Mayu not being a good tournament wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I retracted, by the way. Let me let me preface that I retracted that <laughs> statement because uh, she's a good tournament wrestler. I just think that her GP last year was kind of a miss. Besides the point. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be good as long as it doesn't go fucking thirty minutes. I hope it, I hope it's like a twenty minute draw. I think that would be cool. Um, I don't know. If, I think fifteen would be perfect, but I imagine it's the main event. They probably want to do like a twenty minute. Uh, as long as it's not thirty, I'm cool. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and even if it is thirty, I'm sure it would be okay. Because so, Julia is real. I don't know. A thirty minute draw. A thirty minute draw would be rough. Like them going like close to thirty minutes, I think Julia has enough experience at this point to do mm-hmm. it in a decent manner. I don't know if I if I would be like excited to watch it, um, especially if it is a draw and there's no winner at the end. Uh, mm. I don't I don't think I would want it to be thirty minutes, but I think that it could be a fine match, a good match at thirty. Indeed, um, the main event of this show then is. Um... Aphrodite versus Tam Nakano and Minishirakawa. Didn't this just happen? 
Yes, we literally. Yes, it literally just happened. It's fifteen minute draw, wasn't it? Yes. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Stardom is so weird. Um, I I don't know. I feel like I I bet Tom and Mina win this one. Saya uh, has Isn't been over. Challenge? It did, but I feel like Tom and Mina are probably challenging soon. Um, so them beating Aphrodite would put them next in line. Um, and Asaya has been getting one too many over on Tam, and I feel like Tam needs to get back at her eventually, so I feel like Tam pinning Asaya here kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um, thankfully, that's the only two shows we have to preview, because Dylan was about to leap out of a window, I think. I actually um, did just look at my window, not to leap out of it, but just ironically, <laughs> I just looked like dead out my window. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's that's like that. five feet. Don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um, don't jump out your window. I won't. Um, I won't. Okay, that's good. But yeah, that's that. Um, that is our review and preview done. Uh, this is probably really long by the time I splice it all together. Uh, next week, there is no show to preview. Um, so it's going to be a bit quiet uh, because Tokyo James Cinderella got rescheduled. Um, I'm sure we will fill time with something else uh, as well as reviewing uh, these two shows. We probably won't need to fill time. We will end up talking for an hour about these two shows. Um, probably just talking about Julia and Mayu. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about mat- matinee. But um, yeah. yeah, with that, we will close this one out. How about it? Sure, I'm down. Okay. Believe today, shine tomorrow, you decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 